Good morning, Mayberry. We aren't going to talk about the rebranding and conflation of slavery, fallout, general racism, and class war. We aren't going to talk about PETA activists de-anthropomorphizing black people to make their points right now. We don't have time. We're going to talk about whatever I edit in next. Because I'm the producer, I'm the host, and I made this music. I'm Shift Orion, and I'm not waiting on Superman. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna go over. I was gonna go over an agenda, make sure we had sound check all good. We're already talking about stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll just see how it goes. Uh, yeah, man- manifestation, masturbation is a is a real thing. Yeah, um, powerful. Yeah, yeah. It's pa- this is Patreon shit. People can pay for this. That's- <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I got an OnlyFans. And I'm thinking about what I'm thinking about what to do with my OnlyFans, and I think I'm going to talk about manifestation, masturbation, sex magic, and then I'm thinking about doing like mukbang. Okay. <laughs> with like, but like, but like, I don't really like waste, and I don't really like to eat, so I'm trying to figure out how to do this in alignment with my life like and what i want to see in this world you know what i'm saying and i have like a you know i got a bit of a eating thing going like i really just can't eat very much and so it's like i really got to come up with like it's like anything i don't eat i gotta find some place for it to be used but then it's like a pandemic and like how am i gonna do any of this so maybe my only fans will be me just like spinning in circles like fucking myself up trying to figure out how to use my only fans people will pay for that <laughs> so <laughs> just the ideas that you're trying to figure out like someone will like be interested in giving good coin <laughs> to watch the process that's fucking funny it didn't occur to me to be like my brand will be what am i doing with my only fans <laughs> more, more ideas of what could happen but won't right. uh, maybe it will maybe i'll t- maybe i'll finally come up with the idea who knows Everybody should check it out and find out. <laughs> That's the commercial. <laughs> That's the commercial right there. I guess this isn't Patreon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. Launching into the whole thing, though, because this is just like a little bonus episode. And like, we're going to keep it fucking short. Um, but like, first of all, like, welcome back to Yana J. How are you? I, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate, honestly, uh, I wanted to say, like, every time we have a conversation, you always, like, pretty much start off with, what's your bandwidth? And I really, like, wish more people would uh-huh. include that in conversation or before engaging with someone, because it really does set the tone for, like, honesty and, like, being like, you know, yeah, this is exactly where I'm at and how much capacity or bandwidth I have to expend. And uh, you're like, seriously, one of the only people in life. I think one other person, my friend Javetta, she, uh, when she texts me, she says like, what's your capacity? What's your bandwidth? But mm-hmm. I wish more people would do that. And I, I'm so grateful for uh, that. And we were actually pretty much on the same page about like what we we're going to do. So it was like, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's I, I'll be honest with you, it's not it's not something I have exercised well <laughs> all the time in my life. And recent in twenty twenty I've certainly done some emo dumps <laughs> on on motherfuckers. <laughs> or like, you know, um 
Like I'll show up with like, here's what I'm looking for and here's what I want. What can you do with that? And that tends to fuck people up a little bit these days. Like, you know, it's, so yeah, I am, I am uh, working on putting uh, my, my better foot forward and, uh, and re- remembering to, to start there. Um, it, it actually, it's not, it's not so much work these days. It's, it's coming, coming easier. It was a, a little bit rough <laughs> for a, a few weeks, but, um, yeah, cool. Thanks for mentioning. And, uh, yeah, thanks for making time. We're, 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 uh, just going to talk real quick about a discovery that I, I went on to. So we have, we have a, <laughs> we have a Facebook page now. I do not personally have access to my Facebook avatar. They have locked me out. They, for years, this has been, we've been in a stalemate a standoff. I don't know what to call this because it's just oppression. Actually, I don't want to make. Yeah, I don't want to make it. It's just fucking oppression. It's censorship. It's oppression. It's about the fact that I am me and I'm all these things. And they come. They come from me other ways too. They come from me on Instagram. I get fucked with a touch on Twitter. Twitter's a little more accommodating to my general existence, but Facebook has no capacity to allow me to just be a bitch in my fucking life. Like they just can't do it. They want me to be a Facebook bot citizen of some kind. I don't actually know how to perform on there well for them. I have no idea because what I know is that when they do actually give me direct like communication, like it's always, you posted some shit that's in violation of our business, but usually that's something that's not, I I will admit as a meme Lord, I push Boundaries, I dabble in edge lording. I would not call myself an edge lord directly. Some people would, some people might, but I have, I would not. I dabble in it. I do have a dark sense of comedy that's like, it, it, these things, these things can trigger stuff, you know. But most of the time when they come for me, it's about things like calling out white supremacy or calling out capitalism or like, mentioning that guillotines are for billionaires is like the way to say it in 2020. Like we're not in the French revolution. And so the guillotines right. are literally for billionaires right now. That's what they're, if they can't chill the fuck out, if these people who are billionaires right now cannot cool it and they want to stay billionaires, become trillionaires, take over like space or whatever. It seems like they've just got wild fantasy plans. We all right. saw the same movies in like the set, you know, they all is everybody who saw the movies when they were kids in the seventies and they, all those movies were still available to all of us. And all the movies we got now are built upon that bullshit. So like the empire concept, they're not doing anything fresh. It's very obvious that they're just being selfish fucks. So yeah, they don't want to show guillotines over that, that kind of thing. I can see why Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, he could, he could break a sweat about that or like, you know, his, his more, his little cult, you know, the people who went to go apply for Facebook because they wanted to get closer to Mark, those people that he's smelled within his own company that have a special little department. I, I'm just speculating. I love IRL fanfic, but stop me <laughs> when I'm stupid, I guess. Like that's, I don't know. Um, and so uh, here's what I've discovered. They've locked me out of my account, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Ryan, who is wonderful, has got a Facebook page going. Uh, we tried to get a store front up. We have a merch store for Good Morning Mayberry. It's got awesome merch on it and it can be found on goodmorningmayberry.com. You can just click the link up at the top. It's it's just right there. Very easy. Now, Facebook, on the other hand, wants to make my life difficult and they will not add products that I list. I spent hours 
setting up the store, using all their business tools, doing their little thing. And then I find out at the end, oh, we got to review your thing and make sure that we want it in here. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. But I'm thinking it's going to be okay because all I have on there are Good Morning Mayberry logo items. That's just the, the flaming the flaming microphone with good morning Mayberry's text logo. It's nothing. Right. And then I've got the marginalized centrists stuff up. That's it. And it just says, mar- it, there's no extra design to it. It's just marginalized centrist. The, the font is designed. Like I did a design with the font. It's got some, it's nice. Go check it out. It's got some sharp green lines <laughs> to it. I did some, I did some like negative space things with stenciling and, and shit. And I, I'm proud of it. And I wanted to show it off. I thought I was being a good citizen. This is as normal as I can be, man. Like, this is Facebook. <laughs> I thought I was being good. They will not let me be there in any incarnation realistically, you know, like I, they haven't shut the page down, but it, I don't, you know, I don't know that they're not doing weird things to, to like slow it's you know, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they yeah. do. I know they do do things though. And, uh, it doesn't have very many followers right now. Cause I can't share it with my personal community and coordinating to run a social media campaign on Facebook is very difficult for me as a, I can't, I can't really, I can't really spearhead it. I can't really junction it, that shit. I'm a hub in a lot of great ways for a lot of weird projects that I don't, have aptitude before I set foot in there and Facebook, I actually understand pretty fucking well. And somehow they've managed to create a system of policies that keeps me from speaking, from transacting, from doing anything in their space. And it's right before Christmas. I was so excited to get this shit up and be able to like, Hey, anybody who can let's do this. Like it's cool stuff to, and it probably won't be coming before Christmas kind of time or whatever, but it just seemed like a thing. Uh, and I also didn't realize they were going to take forever to not even approve it, you know. For what On what uh, grounds were you not approved? So I know, like, normally, like you were saying, with your meme lording and stuff, they'll hit you with the hate speech or it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fit our community guidelines. But how do they decide to reject the items that you put in the marketplace? Well, they rejected the whole store. And I can appeal it. I can ask for a review, but I didn't, I was not informed of what the issue is. And I apparently can't make any, like, uh, I mean, I can make changes, but it won't really change much of anything. They're just going to maybe have somebody look deeper into it. Possibly. The thing is, is I have a strong feeling that Facebook has a lot of centrist employees. You know what I mean? Like I have a feeling that they might be like, what do you mean? Marginalize us. That sounds like a death threat or so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's really boring because I talk about in the episode how it's not and just like stop splaying is that, you know what I mean? But they're like, right. we need to display our balls can't breathe or something. I don't know what the fuck they want. I don't know what they want. I can't even, I can't call it cause it doesn't even make sense. That's how you know though. Like that's like specific targeting of certain like words and ideas are not allowed to exist in that space. That's the thing about it. And it carries over since they own Instagram and they started the marketplace on Instagram. They won't, it, it attaches directly to the Facebook storefront. And since they won't let that one exist, I can't use any of the business features through Instagram. And the thing about it is like people keep kind of shrugging it off like it's no big deal, but it literally, and for years, not having access to my Facebook, as I've been business developing, four years has been an issue. And prior to that, when I was homeless was an issue and God help me the period of time when I was trying to get from homelessness 
out of homelessness the couple of times I did have access to Facebook a couple of the times that that happened, but it was like a up and down for periods. And there have been moments where I've desperately needed access to my community and I don't have it. And it's wild. Like, yeah. it's just it's wild. wild that they can control it too. Like, do I don't even think that they realize the level of which they can control our contact. Cause like, I mean, you have a cell phone, right? But then you just like, there's no real way to like, unless you're actually texting people individually to really like, you know, put your, your stuff out there or your situation. And I don't think they really see it. I think as, they know. Oh, you do? I think they know. Yeah. 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 Cause they targeted in 2016, in 2015, when they made a bunch of announcements about we're not, we're not demanding that people send us their IDs to prove that they're real humans. They targeted a bunch of homeless people and shut their mm. accounts down right after they said they weren't doing that with the real name policy. Wow. So like a bunch of people I knew who were homeless sex workers that were going through incredible trauma needed their community. And, and one of them actually did put their ID through and Facebook automatically updated the public name to what was on the ID and they had consequences from that. Wow. Right. And my thing is, is like, I could send them an ID one way or the other. I'm not gonna, why do they need my ID? Like, why do they need that shit? Cause they, that's the thing that they throw at you is they're like, we think you're a bot. Send us your, send us your ID or send us like your birth certificate, your passport. Like they're asking for shit. That's none of their fucking business. You right. know? So, and the fact that. Oh yeah, no, yeah. All of that is still going on. It's keeping me locked up. When I log in to my Facebook account, my my account is still up in there, which is wild because if you go to deactivate your account, they'll harass you for a month and say, we're going to delete your account. We're going to delete your account. If you don't come back, you should come back. Make sure you don't, oh, somebody sent you a message. Don't you want to see it before it's deleted forever? You know, but like yeah. my account is on ice because they're doing something criminal. Frankly, I think they know what they're doing and that they're doing something criminal. I've heard about people talking about suing them for shit like this. I have yet to find legal representation that seems like it could help me get anywhere at this point. I'm surprised there's not some lawyer out here, you know, forming a class to do some sort of class action because there's a there's a myriad of reasons that Facebook should be sued. <laughs> I mean, can't just pick one. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a bunch of them. This is, it's, it's a unique thing where they're inhibiting access to like, it's like there, it's not just there. They could say it's just business tools. They could say it's just like, we're a service and we're providing us up, but they're becoming, they're becoming a fucking utility, a business right. utility. And they're create, they're intentionally becoming a monolith of communication and transactional access. They've now got a mall where like, my thing is, it's like, okay, yeah, great. We've got the merch store up unless people really go out of their way they're going to be shopping around on the new Facebook marketplace because Facebook's going out of their way to shove not only Facebook in their face, but now the marketplace on Facebook in their face, right? So once they've spent their money, they're not going to come other places. They make it too convenient to spend money on the people they approve. Yeah. And then you don't even notice that they've, it's the, it's like, so the Bay area, San Francisco Bay area, got an underground rail train that runs all through the East Bay and San Francisco, but Marin, the North Bay, this little rich yuppie area, there was talk of putting the BART rail up here and they declined to have that. The way that has manifested how transportation and access 
to all kinds of different, I'm not going to get into it with the housing and the business stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into all of that right now because we're doing a short episode, which we're already pushing on. So I call it the reverse Berlin Wall, right? It's it's something that did not get made that creates an actual obstacle. It might as well be a dam or a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A prison wall, a border wall. They didn't build anything, but they created so much other stuff around that lack that needed to be addressed. Like there's a flow of transaction that wants to be moving there. And they did intentionally leave that hole. They did. I, I, I publicly speak shit about Mark Zuckerberg all the time. I talk all kinds of shit about that guy. Right now, my new thing is like, I'm, I'm like, just bring me Zuckerberg. Like I just start screaming that. And like my fist, I'm shaking it to the heavens right now. Like that's, I, um, fuck him. And give me my account. And also, who is sending me messages that misses me and thinks I'm ignoring them or is worried about what's happened to me? Or, you know what I'm saying? People, right. when they find me on other forms of social media, they're like, oh, shit, man. Like, they're elated. And there's been several times where I'm like, oh, fuck. They're, like, brought to tears. Like, they really thought something happened. Because I, before my account was shut down this last time, I was desperately, de- I was desperately depressed. And I was posting a lot of things about that very openly and vulnerably. And I got an awful lot of um, the, uh, you know, it's a little hand sideways. Someone's concerned about you. And it's got like a bunch of links to hotlines for like suicide support or whatever, you know. So I got like, you know, three to ten of those a week, sometimes more than one a day. Like on a on a real hot day, I could get like five, seven like in one day. Um, so that was all happening right before they shut my account down. And uh, I don't understand, given that my family was all interconnected with me, that that kind of activity was happening on my account, how they could even argue in any instance that they think I might be a bot, that they think I might not be who I say I am. Because people yeah. talk to me about me. They have access to all of our messages. They have a lot, they have a lot of money. They're very smart. To be acting this silly is like, they, they just know nobody cares. So, Super irresponsible, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wonder what they think is going to happen. Yeah, so, so I'm thinking, like, what, what did they think by shutting it down? If, in fact, you were not a bot, then, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I imagine it was cockiness. I think it's pious, pompous, like, fucking, uh, like, we're, like, the techno gods and yada, yada, yada. You guys are never going to be able to touch us. Mm-hmm. It, do- it doesn't even matter what they think they're up to at this point. When you said uh, techno gods, that made me think of uh, something I read today about, did you read about Jeff Bezos' ex-wife just giving away billions of dollars? No, what happened? What's she doing? Where's she at? Basically, the article, the reason I read the article is it says, Mackenzie Scott makes techno gods uh, have shamed the boys of tech. And she's basically been giving, like, she gave um, like a billion dollars to HBCU. She gave a billion dollars, I think, to like some YMCA. But within the last four months, she's donated for, I think, four or five billion dollars. Just like giving out all the money, I guess, she must have gotten in the divorce. Nice. And they're basically saying how, you know, look at what she's doing versus you guys who have hundreds of billions of dollars and you know, you haven't given anything to anyone and they're really like hailing her as like some, like, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting from a white woman who just was like, you know, I got all these billions. 
I feel like in a way it's kind of her own revenge. Yeah. Like, yeah. Watch what I do. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's cool. I saw it coming. I actually was predicting this like a month and a half ago. Uh, like just before um, Claudia Conway got sick with COVID, mm-hmm. like when it hit the white, like just before it hit the White House, I was I was watching her TikTok, and I'd been talking about like you know, there's definitely like a whole demographic of children of wealthy families that are not fucking doing this. Yep. You know, like they're like, like when you get called to break intergenerational trauma, when it like comes into your bones, it's something that sits in you your whole life. And all you do is strategize ways of dialing in closer and closer to stitching the wounds, Mm. you know? So like those kids exist. I have, maybe it's stupid, but maybe it's useful that I have faith in white people still. Mm. (laughs) Some of them, I do. If I don't, what happens if we can't? What if they don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? how will we, oh my God, I must, I must. A little bit, and it's cool with me if people just don't. Even white people, they're like, I don't trust us at all. Like, I get get that. Um, However, Usually it's like a friend of mine or someone who wants to be called a friend uh, that's saying that to me. And I'm like, so are you telling me I shouldn't trust you? Because you're telling me I should out of the other side of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I don't like watching a tongue fork, you know, I don't. It's real hard for me to start watching when the tongue begins to split and they think they're actually being honest. And then they don't want to get into the the parts that would tie the tongue together, you know, like we can get yeah. through that part. We all get a forked tongue at times. Things contradict. That's okay. Um, but you know, similar to things contradict. I hate the word friend. I absolutely hate the word friend. I don't ever want to use it, but I actually use it an awful lot. It becomes, it becomes relevant a lot. My argument about why I think, I think we should just absolutely cancel the word friend. I know it'll be hard for everybody, but if we can do that, we can cancel like anything right? Like anything is small groups in microcosms and macrocosms. But the word friend, my my only argument is Facebook. Mm. I fucking rest my case. What does it even mean anymore? Like what does the word even fucking mean anymore? Nothing. Like it means creepy shit. At least on IG, they call you followers. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm also disassociating from the word friend because when I was younger, I would come home and I would talk to my mom about school and I would be like, I was young and I'd be like, Oh yeah, my friend. She'd be like, who's your friend? That's somebody that you know, that's an associate. I, was yeah. like, I remember being yes. super young, like, uh, okay. So then I, I kind of deleted friend from my uh, lexicon back way back when, because my mom did not approve. Your mama had hot tips. <laughs> that's a hot tip that's a good it took me a while to figure that one out that because it was a pit you know it's just like a not like a turn in my stomach for years over the word and it's mostly that what what ended up happening and i'll be honest this is a trauma-based thing that i don't like the way it just doesn't taste good to me anymore because a bunch of people they, they just took shits down my throat you know and then called right. me friend about they said well friend could you please squat down so i can use you as a goddamn toilet and that happened for like a year. Like I just happened to have that as a as a as a feature in my fucking life. That was the way that things were. I can't do anything about it. Um, but then Mark Zuckerberg got a hold of the goddamn word, and now here we all are. 
with it yeah. absolutely meaningless. Your aunt is your friend. Your grandmother is your friend. Your boss is your friend if you add them on Facebook. My goodness. Like, and we then, don't even know are your friends. <laughs> right. And then people will try to friend you and then you get to like ignore or reject or approve like a friendship in this like, I just don't know that it's been good for people's brains. You know, the word friend and that process. And I just think I don't want to use it as much as possible. Like if I must, it's literally just like a throw. It's just because it's a habit. Like, yeah. And because it's familiar to everyone else. So like, if I have to say, like, if you're, you know, with someone and you say comrade, then they're like, well, what, uh, did y'all serve together or something? Like, okay, I'll just say friend because I don't want to have to explain like, you know, or if you say associate, that sounds shady. Like, oh, they're not your friend. Like, oh gosh. Please believe I will make people take the time to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. I do not ever want anybody on the illusion that their simple ass, basic ass world is what we're living in. I don't have time for that. Uh, I love you for that. I love you. It's no, I'm telling you, it's no. And I want to share it with the world. And speaking of sharing with the world, COVID's getting closer to me. Right now, I got multiple calls and texts over the last two days, the last 24 hours saying so-and-so got tested and -and so-and-so is with them and they live with me and now we're all on COVID watch or I have it possibly because my coworker or I got like multiple people over the last one and it was a few earlier this week, but like do not fucking go out for Christmas, man. Like, just don't do this holiday shit. Stop shopping and going places, whatever. Right. Like, just chill for a minute. Chill for a minute. A couple of chill. weeks. It's cold as shit. Hold up. Watch some things. that We have streaming. We have streaming entertainment of a wide variety of genres. I, it's blowing my mind that this even happened this year. Like that, yeah. I thought people were going to be like so much. I thought we were going to be like, oh, cool. We got good entertainment. Like at home, we'll come up with ways to make that work. Yeah, we have FaceTime and Zoom. It's like just the nature of capitalism, the brick and mortar stuff started crumbling upon itself. But then it's like the way we open things up. There's two bars I give a shit about. I give a deep shit about. There's community there. I played open mics at both of them. They had open mics on the same night and they were right up the street from each other. And it created a whole scene of music in a really artsy fucking community. And they matter to me. Now, they both, as far as I've last heard, they're both not opening again. And that happened like a month in to things being closed. So like... Uh, the fuck, you know, like that's all still the case. Like they're just not opening again. Like I don't, why bother reopening shit? Why are we doing this brick and mortar thing if it's just putting risk higher? And then I'm all weird ways about the vaccine a couple ways over. And then I just was hearing about this thing where they're concerned that there's the two doses to get a higher immunity level to get closer to this 95% they're talking about that it is. And then there's some like, there's some funny shit where I'm looking between like, to me, it looks like fudge numbers because I'm seeing like one group's data and then another group's data on the same stuff that like, is just different. It's all so fast. Like I'm like, I don't, yeah. I'm just sitting back and waiting for a while is all I'm doing. I'm waiting. I'm not frontlining like that. And yeah. I got my um, own butchers. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I'm with you on all of that. I'm down here in SoCal. 
where like uh, I think we trigger the stay at home when we get below 15% capacity. And I think uh, currently the Bay Area is still at like 13%. Southern California is at 0%, zero. And people are still trying to, you know, do family get togethers. I'm like, Christmas is like, if you got to celebrate it, drop the gifts off at the door and then connect on the FaceTime. You can eat your meal virtually. Like, I don't understand. Like, do you want to have another Christmas where y'all can all be together? Like, right now in in Southern California, if you get COVID, you're and you're not going to, and you don't have a mild case, then you're not really going to be able to get seen. We're at 0%. Like, I'm just like, and everyone's hype about the vaccine, but uh, from what I read on a few, uh, you know, trusted sources, the vaccine basically just provides, uh, you know, immunity for the person if they come in contact with COVID that it won't really jeopardize their health or their life. They won't get sick, but they could still spread it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why after you get the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask and you have to social distance. Okay. So it. It, it, it inhibits your capacity to contract the disease and have it like activate all of the destructive things that would happen within your right. own body. But right. you can still carry it within your cells as a weapon, spreading it around even after getting the vaccine. I just want to make but that clear and animate it. I just really want to. I, I mean, so is it getting on your. If you're saying it has to, if you have to wear a mask, then it's getting into your body. I mean, I'm being right. liberal with where your cells begin and end. I'll be yeah, clear yeah. about that. Okay. <laughs> your body, though, it's getting into your body. Your set where you lock the things that you bring around the planet in. Yeah, your cells, right? That's right. okay. Like, yeah, yeah. You, bring, you bring this stuff around. And, like, yeah, whether it's like a bacteria that's like next to your cell and fucking with it, like, you're carrying that shit with you. And we are all going to act like I'm talking logic because I fucking am. Like, this is not. Difficult yeah. shit to be reasonable and safe, even if a motherfucker. Because I cannot state enough times, I do not believe in COVID. Really, I'm just being nice and smart, right. and I'm loving my community, and I'm doing what makes sense on that capacity. Like it's simple, and I don't like wearing a mask all the time. But at the same time, I got some nice masks that are fu- like I don't want to fuck with the oh this is difficult shit like the any level of that because i've seen all kinds of things on all kinds of spectrums out of people of different politics blue and red and left and right and purple and yellow and green and all of that shit people have every type of person that might fall down any type of rabbit hole is falling down that i'm irritated by this mask thing and i don't believe in covid and i'm here for that because fuck the government and everybody be lying all the time all the time i am here I am here for a conspiracy theory. I'm here for some IRL fan picking. Get your fucking shit together. Like, just everybody, pull it together. Everyone, more. If you had your shit together, do it more. Yell at more people. Tell them some shit. Cut them off. If you cut somebody off for a little while and they really miss you, it will matter. Like, that's, you know, like, it will matter. Like, take action and do some shit. I, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm, I'm fucking, I, I knew it was going to be bad for the holidays, but when I saw Halloween hit, because I was all excited about going out and performing again, I was like, oh, I'm going to go out and do, like, music stuff, perform on stages. And nope, nope, nope. Anyway, this is supposed to be a short episode. We're pushing 30 <laughs> minutes. We got, we got to move oh, along. Fucking COVID. Okay, yeah. Mention the merch store. Go to the website, goodmorningmayberry.com, and look at it because Facebook is icing us out. I'm going to repeat that shit. Twitter. I accidentally started something today. The Twitter 
at Good Mayberry. We're doing like mutual aid posts. Like if people need money or stuff or whatever and you want to DM, do it. And that's happening there. That's just okay. that's just another it's also just a Twitter for like the podcast. But like I I basically somebody else posted, I'm having, you know, a decent mental health day, but how's everybody else doing? Actually, I think they maybe said they were having a bad day. I can't remember. They asked how everybody else was doing. I said I was having a good day and down to like do some support if anybody needed to like DM about anything or whatever. You know, folks folks came. And one of the cool things actually I felt I was bummed at first because I was like, oh shit, I didn't look for like hours. And it was somebody that really had a whole situation going on. It was like, I just had my grandfather just died. And like, there's money shit. I can't feed the kids. And here's my cash app and my Twitter. And he started by being like, okay, well, here it goes. Like, he was like, I'll take you seriously. And I was like, oh, fuck, when I first saw it. And so then I noticed, I was nervous because I saw a bunch of responses. I thought it was multiple people, but it was just one for now. And other people had responded to him. That was what I thought was like other people asking for more help or like needing other things. I thought I was going to have to switch tracks really fast and take this on, which I could have done and would have done. And, uh, it was just cool to see what actually was happening, which was that community stepped in before I even got there. All I had to do was make the opportunity and create the space for it. And then other people reposted his shit and sent him money and like, you know, yeah. So I told him I'd repost stuff for him. I spoke to his heart a bit invited him to dm if he wanted to talk more about his grandfather i um just kind of commented on that shit's rough and it's deep winter in 2020 and like that's a lot to be going through and like that's what i got that's not nothing and i'm you know not bragging so much as educating that you can too i guess and like that's uh, that's a vibe uh on that's a vibe on the twitter I'm working on working on restorative justice campaigns. It's been a lot of fun. And there's there's some episodes pending about uh, process work around that and some past experiences with different levels of conflict that have arisen in my life. That's um, yeah, conflict that's been resolved. Actually, that's the that's the important part. Like it's the, that things have gotten real like intense and then like what parts were important to address to actually get to restorative justice. I'm working on an episode about words and like specific, like it's just going to be basically like a whole episode that's like a dictionary. Um, <laughs> like that. Word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then after this, I'm just cutting right to a preview of next season's episode because this is just a little tweener thing. That's more than just a little tweener thing, but it's still just a tweener thing. <laughs> um, but yes, season two, uh, I'll have a preview of episode one uh, at the at the end of this. We tried. We tried to do a, a quick episode for y'all, and as you can see, <laughs> I mean, we do what we can. We do what we can. This will be fine. It's all good. Um, but yeah, you know, thanks for thanks for being here. I'm looking forward to doing like a whole topical with you for sure again. Oh yeah, me too. I'm uh, this is like it started to feel weird that we hadn't done this in like more than a week. So I was like, let me figure out my time. We have to do something. Oh, that's what's so up. Glad we were uh, able to connect. Yeah, yeah. No, this is good stuff. And uh, yeah, no, I was a little bit. I was like, oh no. Well, it's work time. Oh no, <laughs> it's work time. You know, like this. But yeah, no things. Things kept moving, and then it was like uh, all of a sudden I had I was like overbooked with with people wanting to do sessions and like available for things, and I had other other work to. There's also other life. There's also other life. Right. Oh.
besides being a disembodied voice in the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Word. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back soon. Just naturally line up with your your take on it. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but. You can see when I'm like, fuck monogamy, this is what it does to me, right? Of course, like that's clear. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a complicated thing because I actually do, like I, for the monogamous, like people in my life that are respectful to me, like we don't, we, we have really tight bonds and we are really like great, you know, but they have to be yeah. able to respect me. Yeah. I've got some, I, some of my, some of my closest relationships have been like married couples around my age or older than myself that like, hit me up for relationship advice and like sometimes even like mediation and counseling. Like I'll be on the phone with them while they're having a fight and I'll help them talk through it. And sometimes it'll explode further while we're in the conversation. Like I'm in these, in the throes of their actual like outbursts kind of stuff to help them work through these things. Cause I'm good at it and willing, yeah. you know? So, um, and, and I have to base my advice on the rules of the contexts of trust that they've developed within that relationship. Like I value nuance, like I respect nuance. And so like, if I love people enough to care enough to do any energy to like think about them at all and, um, you know, just be willing to think about them and or communicate with them or whatever, like it takes, um, it takes work to even just start that thing because everything is different everything is unique in my mind um with monogamous people it's easy to give them advice because they're like they are homogenized they're monogamous and they're homogenized about it like there's canned box behaviors expectations of like how people are going to feel in certain circumstances is everything is like that like everything's pretty predictable but with conflicts to do with a monogamous whatever right all the scripts are written right and everybody knows the dance. Everybody knows and that's that. why it's marginalizing. It's, it, especially because I'm so kind to it when I when it comes to me reverently, when it turns on me and acts as though it's completely oblivious to that capacity. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it fucks with me so much. Because it's, it's like, it's always blind to itself when it asks me to help it, when it asks me to love it. It doesn't recognize what it is that I'm doing, why I'm able to serve it. And it doesn't care. I'm being used as a toy. I'm being used as a tool for its own climaxes. Mm. And so then when it turns and, and becomes challenged by me or, you know, and it's not even that I'm directly challenging it, like monogamy do not exist. It's, are you able to even coexist with me now that I'm like, not just here in support of you now that I'm not here as an accessory to you. Are you able to coexist with my energy? And generally the answer is not without eating a lot of shit Mm -hmm. without being like constantly presented with the ways in which I'm other or alternative in their lens. And like, they'll get more and more pompous about the, the work that they're doing to be tolerant of my presence. Mm. So here you're talking about the people who are the monogamous couples seeking your, your help. I'm talking about monogamy and monogamous couples, monogamous people, even when they're single and they're looking like, it's like they expect me to get entirely on their narrative of the way that they approach the world. Like I get a lot of funny eyebrows from people when I'm just there being normal me, you know, it's like, it's, and, and for a lot of folks, like, it takes time for them to even be willing to recognize that 
I'm saying something worth hearing. Mm. Um, and they often, I mean, it's, it's a strange thing to take personally. Like if somebody says something and the go-to response is, well, that's good for you, but that's not for me. That's like an inherent othering. And it's kind of like a, why don't you just take yourself out of it and be like, okay, that's nice. Or like, yeah. I, thank you for sharing. Like there's ways of, be, there's ways of addressing it without being like, I agree or don't agree because it's not about you. Right. You know, when it's like monogamous people, like that's, it's not ever about, yeah. And part of it is like making it about that because something about monogamy is threatened by the notion of polyamory. Right. And that's because monogamy has to exist in a deceitful world. But so does polyamory. Like the same risks to the heart, the same risks to the body exist in a monogamous relationship and a polyamorous relationship or plural, those or whatever. Yeah. Um, but in, in my perspective, in my vantage, it seems to be a much greater risk. Those, those risks to the body and mind are greater risks in relationships that set out with a bunch of limitations based in notions of monogamy yeah. because it creates a need for down low energy. It creates a need for like, if there's ever a deviation from the expectations, you know, cause people enter into these agreements um, and, and we're not even talking about marriage. It's like, it, it starts as soon as people are thinking about dating, they're looking for who could be the one who could yeah. be like the person that's going to be, you know, and that's like, jump in the chase a lot of the time. Cause some of it is like, like for myself, I know when I'm engaging in, in like socializing intimately like that, uh, like my, my first phases with it after like a breakup or a long break, anytime there's like a transitional period in that I need to kind of get to know myself again. So it's probably not a good idea for me to start looking for the one in the state that I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, there's so much math in my mind and I'm like, why do people even do this to themselves? Cause I watched them go through the same, hiccups and trips that that I go through, they just do it over a longer period of time and they put another person at risk because it's usually that they get stuck in a, in a, they start dating someone that they like and then that becomes an exclusive thing immediately because they either have to keep it or get rid of it and keep looking. It's mm. like you get, once you set into the binary mentality of it, you get only binary choices every step you move from there on out, right? Like, yeah. and then it, the stakes are so fucking high because you're dealing with two people with a lot of nuance inside of them that a lot of the time they don't even get to acknowledge. And I, cognitive dissonance is a very scary thing to me because I can see that there's something there that I cannot see, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, what nonsense is going on in there to hold up the structure of that? Right. <laughs> Disillusioned concept. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> what are those beams even made of? Um, so... You know, and I feel like I have a right to be real loud about my position with all of this because I've had monogamy asked a lot of me in my life. You know, it's asked me to be wise on its behalf, to be really present and loud and intact. And then usually in the end, ultimately, it ends up kind of falling apart anyway on its own weight. And my energy was not necessarily wasted because like I learned something at least, but I don't know that it did. They did, you know, Yeah. and it. I mean, people I love, like that's people I care about a lot, <laughs> lots of them. Um, cause it's a cult thing. It's a weird, it's a weird ideology. Um, polyamory has so many different schools of thought. I can't really say the same about it beyond there seems to be like a loud, uh, like middle America polyamory that's very mainstreamy and 
You know, they have the, it's just the same people in every demographic, in every like capacity of life that they have the money to write the books and put their names on the topic. And like, they don't matter as much as they look like they matter to the overall vibe, but they get to set the tone for everybody and they get to decide how everybody thinks about it. And then when I use the word in an actual, real, applicable fashion, uh, it just triggers the definitions they already set in people's minds with all their fucking money. So... Mm. Yeah, I feel like polyamory should be considered queer adjacent, if not like, you know, there's certainly like a large Venn diagramming of experiences that need to be addressed and considered and dealt with because like people don't have rights to like children that they raise. It, like they'll work together as a unit until like a medical institution has to get involved or a state institution of some kind has to get involved. And then all of a sudden they don't get treated like a family as they've been operating. Yeah. It, get, it gets to be a bigger deal than this is just like fucking with my capacity to have like regular friendships that I find mm. to be like safe, you know, usually yeah. safe and respectful. Um, but yeah, no, monog- monogamy is usually based on like weird concepts too. I had, I, I had a lot of conversations a couple of years ago with this one friend that would talk to me about she just pop, pop off with these things out of the blue, just want to want to pulpit on her standards for a partner, for a man in her life. And it was all about like, he's got to have her back no matter what. And she was one of the wildest people. Like she would get on one about things that I was like, girl, you got to settle the fuck down on that. Like that's not. My ex is, you know, plays a big role in my kid's life and is like my best friend and I'm not gonna for one second um tolerate that script that's like that person has to go out of my life if some new you know when some new partner comes in now I may have to shift around uh stuff around cuddling or I don't know but I'm I don't know I mean I kind of I kind of like cuddling with (laughs) with him I was just gonna ask if you if you would scrap that I don't know. I don't know if I would or not. I would have to, I would have to be really into somebody and they, but I can't see a person that I would be that into being the type of person who would be like, no, that has to stop. Right. Like I would rather preserve the right to cuddle intermittently because it's very rare that I find someone that likes cuddling and like, you know, is down to like maybe consider, because my thing is, is like, if I was going to, if I was going to move into a phase of like, um, cause he, here's the thing right now, my orgasms are free. All of them, a hundred percent. I don't have to spend any time. I don't have to spend any money. You know what I'm saying? And that after Rona will persist. That will continue to be the case. It's a benefit to stay celibate. Okay. Um, but in the event that something seemed like it was going to make. So yeah, the experiences were just real different. That's the details I'll give for now. That's all I'll fucking yeah. say. It set the tone for my approach and realize. So when when these things happened, I didn't I didn't initiate the first one at all. I was not. I didn't even see it coming. Like one of the other two parties must have had it in mind prior. Must have had it. Like must have been thinking on it. You know, at least earlier that day. I don't know how. I don't know how much forethought because it. <laughs> Backfired almost immediately because my thing was so we we did it and then and it was it was we were three roommates like I just moved into the house we had a housewarming party everywhere I got hammered and then in the in the aftermath of the 
getting hammered, this thing happens with the yeah. there after everybody left. And so afterwards, after we all come down and we sober up and whatever, I was basically like, well, that was cool. If y'all want to do it again, I'm down. Like, no biggie, but either way, but that's fun and convenient and do it. Um, and uh, the one that initiated it flipped out. She totally flipped out. She's like, oh, no, that happened in a vacuum. Like, and it didn't even happen because we're out of the vacuum, you know, kind of attitude. Like, I was like, what? I didn't know what to do with that. I was like, I was a little baby. I was like 18. I'm just like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Like, I don't, it, it happened though. down it was a lot um the second one uh much less so um uh much more pleasant and and just friendly regular friendly and i was i was glad to have uh tripped right from one almost directly into the other because i got to kind of get back on the horse and not develop a complex about how poorly losing my virginity the first time went and so yeah in my in my actual practice it's like i didn't i didn't i didn't set out to be like i'm poly like I just kind of, I had the experiences I had. And then after kind of wandering into adulthood for a few years, somebody presented the concept of polyamory to me. And I think initially it rubbed me wrong because I had such a strong understanding of polygamy in religious contexts. And um, I was raised with that being vilified in detail. Like they had a rundown of why that was problematic. Uh, so I had to kind of retrain myself on what the definitions of these things could be. But when I realized that I was living it out already and I just needed to kind of shuffle some, I needed to, I, it was more, I needed to erase definitions than add any definition to it because it's just kind of the state of things. Uh, and I guess it's a little similar to maybe to how, like I kind of butt heads with people that, that, like, don't, like, I argue that anarchy is happening everywhere all the time. Like, we all are self-governing. And then everything else that we talk about doing is a filter on top of that. And people will be like, no, we're in a democracy. And I'm like, but it's anarchy ultimately underneath it all. The base of it all, of everything we do, like, we consent to it by doing it. Like, that's, you know, and then even when there's, like, laws and we appear to be good citizens, a lot of the time people are, like, breaking laws in different ways and, and getting away with it. And that's anarchy. That's self-governance manifesting as a, it's not a, it's a state. Like it's a, it's a state that is just there in the layer of onion states that we're dealing with. So I like, I look at monogamy and polyamory and queerness as similar things where they're just states of the onion. Mm -hmm. There are layers of the state onion. That's the mm. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm picking that up because you were saying like, monogamy can exist happily within polyamory and i think that's exploding probably a lot of people's minds it's like wait, what do you mean like yeah did it explode your mind are you one of those people i think i kind of get i i think i kind of get what you mean but um but yeah maybe a more concrete like elaboration on that would be great Sure. I mean, it, applicably in the, it, like, cause I, it's not like I came out with this theory, just like, ha, huh, I'm going to figure out a way to prove this. Like I looked back on two relationships that I had three technically, because I was very much polyamorous in a, in a monogamous relationship, but, uh, patriarchy always acts like it has the dominant definition for every fucking precious thing. 
right? And that drives me crazy. And 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 shunning a word that has so much power and capacity because a villainous energy wants to fuck with it like that is allowing them to appropriate it. It's like fleeing, you know, like just because they're trying to occupy our house doesn't mean we have to let them. Like we might need to leave and retreat and, and regroup or whatever. We can go take that shit the fuck back. You know, that, that seems like one of those. That's not every word, but the word polyamory isn't a slur and it's not really, it's neutral, like the word manipulation or, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a weapon. It can be a tool. And when, when patriarchal, self-absorbed, shitty, violent, abusive energy wants to do that kind of thing, it'll find a, it'll find a script and the, the best scripts to hide itself in are the ones that are most precious, the ones that are, have the most power to heal and, and do uh, like good development in like individuals and collectively. Mm. So I'm, I can, I get very concerned when people, it's similar to how I just fuck with the idea of Jesus again now. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, he don't drive no more, but like I let the motherfucker navigate sometimes cause he good with a map when I'm on certain types of roads. I know when to call him up from the back and be like, bitch, get up here, open that fucking little compartment grab the maps out, tell me where to go. Like, you know, I just, I think I do kind of the same thing with monogamy though, for me, cause it's like, that's what, that's what I vibe the most with, like just con- in, the, in terms of the concept. And, um, and so I'm going to say, I'm going to do it this way, but I'm going to throw off all that toxic patriarchal scripts that go along with it. And I'm going to do it and I'm, I'm going to have it be my own, you know, defined thing. That you, know, you're, you feel like you like the defi- you like the term polyamory for it, and I, and I don't know. To me, it's like when I I don't want to use that label because then if I'm looking at potential partners, they're going to have a certain thing in their head that um, that is not as close to what I want as it's as what I think monogamy you know, is, I mean, but then, okay, so true. Like maybe a potential partner is going to look at that and say, Oh, this person only wants monogamy. Uh, That's not, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not into that patriarchal bullshit script anymore. Like, (laughs) well, it's not necessarily the way people approach it. They're just like, I can deal with that or that I can't, you know, I'm, I'm there with it or I can't. My thing is like, how do you do that without enacting sort of like, um, like kind of cognitively dissonance, like patriarchal polyamory in the way that you mean to avoid because you already have installed in your life the expectation that polyamory is going to need to be kind of inserted in, in different ways. And so like you could find someone that's down to share that rhetoric. I feel like, like when I'm looking at like, you know, cause you're, you're, uh, in, in effort to seek a partner, um, the it's a big broad world but if you're looking for people that enact certain types of behaviors um or have certain types of virtues but then you also have limitations on your rhetoric oh yeah that's a little too much get in my world that's a little too much you know, there's there's ways of queering up the world where you drag people into your space and then there's ways of doing it where you meet them where they're at and then you give them like yeah. you, like you just yeah. show up and you're you in their space yeah. and you don't take any shit 
uh, you you get clear on your boundaries by fucking up. You know, like if you if you aren't clear on a boundary, you'll discover that by fucking some shit up, and your heart will not like it, and you'll have to address it. Um, and that's fine. Like we learn by like pain and anxiety a good chunk of the fucking time, and that is a okay. Uh, we also learn by like getting what we want and having good vibes and good feelings. And like the more oxytocin and dopamine that we can get safely in the world, mutually navigating that, mutually working through all of the people that are attached to us, the fucking better. Like <laughs> that's IMO. We got a lot of people jocking for our brain chemistry these days. It's been, even on these apps, even on the apps that we're talking about, they be trying to jock for our, you know, okay, Cupid, but as people be trying to date through all kinds of different apps in different ways. Mostly people come for me on Instagram. They find out I'm celibate and polyamorous and they're just like, excuse you? <laughs> yeah. By the way, by the way, I love when people send me nudes. If anybody's ever wondering, if they send me fucking nudes. Send them. I will receive your nudes. I will praise you. Yes. <laughs> OnlyFans, only right? That's, that's, the, that's the thing now. <laughs> I actually, I started an OnlyFans, but I haven't put anything up on it yet. I'm oh, still yes. trying to figure out what I'm going to do there exactly, but I'll definitely be using that space. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to do more, more like, uh, like it's, you know, there's just options. It's, it's not all sex stuff on there. I just, I feel overwhelmed at the tool. Like I'm like, oh goodness, I could go. It's the, so multidimensional. I'm so multidimensional. What do I want to do with this space? There's no children here. <laughs> That's great. <laughs>